On today's episode on Remy's Roundtable, the crew, let the audience know about the updates at Disney and, what is going to be the preview night for Universal team members for Halloween Horror Nights. And, Remy had a one-on-one -on -one interview with the 5-Minute Professor from Real Radio 104.1. So enjoy this episode of, Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms. Welcome to Remy's Roundtable. Get ready as Remy and Chris bring you news and history of Orlando theme parks and attractions, starting right now. Discretion is advised. That's right, guys. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, if you guys have an Alexa, just say, hey, Alexa, play Remy's Roundtable on iHeartRadio. Or if you guys have a Google, say, uh, hey, Google, play Remy's Roundtable on on iHeartRadio and we'll pop right up. We have over a hundred episodes you guys can check out and of course uh, check out our uh, Facebook page and uh, and also our YouTube channel for all those you know those theme park YouTube videos. So good morning everybody and welcome. So good morning, everybody, and welcome to uh, Remy's Roundtable. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and with me, as always, is my dangerous co-host. We call him Megatron on this program. So good morning, Chris. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? And of course, guys, we have our uh, local. He's uh, He comes on our program on uh, this journey and also on Remy's Roundtable. Everybody say good morning to, to Jared. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good morning. Your souls will be mine. Your souls will be mine. <laughs> Damn, I need, I need to start doing that voice. I mean, I can do it when I'm like, you know, when I'm like really kind of drunkish. I can do that voice pretty well. But right now, it's only what uh, eight, yeah, like almost nine o'clock in the morning. I'm not drinking yet, but you know, I just can't do that voice right now. <laughs> it's never too early. Chris, not right now, dude. I am not drinking right now, sir. That's that's a bad, <laughs> bad, sir. That's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry that I condone it, but I mean. <laughs> All right, so Chris, um, I, I got some good news to tell you, sir. Like really sure. awesome good news. Uh, remember, I told you that I was going to watch a certain movie last night. Yes. On, uh, on HBO Max. Yes. I watched a little bit of it and I turned it right off. No, you didn't. You probably watched the whole damn. No, I turned it. I turned it off. I Why? turned it off. Why? It was bad. It was very bad. I warned you, didn't I? Yes, you did. 
He did warn me. Guys, the movie, the movie I am talking about is Justice League and, uh, I'm sorry, not Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, with, uh, Margaret Robbie, uh, I, John Cena is in this movie, and, uh, when I, when I saw the movie, I watched a little, little bit of it, and I just, I turned it right off, so I'm like, eh, this movie is not, uh, it's not the right one for me, so, uh, I just, I turned it off, and I'm like, you know, I may go back, watch it later, and see if I actually hate it. But from the first, you know, five five to ten minutes of the movie, I'm like, ah, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go ahead and just turn turn it off because it's it was stupid. I'm saying that right now. It was just straight up stupid. I have no words to say. I I told you. I told you it was gonna be dumb. I I wasn't gonna like it. Do you guys have Do you guys have any other movies that you guys would not? would like would not watch like at all and say oh this movie was dumb but i'll still watch it again the first suicide squad yeah yeah i mean it, it was good but you're like and nope turn it off i think the one that i would watch again and only because they went back and fixed it and they kind of did some extra stuff to it would be justice league the yes. the one the one that's like almost three hours long that one I would watch again oh the uh, the uh, the Zach uh, Zack Snyder uh, version uh, Justice League that uh, yes. that movie yes yeah. Jared what about you man what movie what, what movie would you, would you watch over again if you if you had to choose one there's too big too many to choose from um. I think I probably would probably do another shot. I didn't really like it too much, but I may try again would have been the Jaws number three. Um, also, the it's the series is so stupid, but it's so funny. Would be. The Sharknado series. Oh my gosh, Sharknado. <laughs> oh no, 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 It's so stupid. No. You're right. It's dumb. I don't it's know how. Dumb, but, yeah, it, no. It's dumb, but uh, our audience will still watch Sharknado. And one, one of the Sharknados was actually filmed here at uh, in beautiful the Sunshine State of uh, Florida. So that's uh, pretty cool because there's one scene I'm like, hey, it's Rip Ride Rocket. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never seen it, so I mean, if you guys seen it, that's cool. But I've never. Seen I it. saw it, and Chris, to be honest with you, man, I think you would like it. It's dumb. It's stupid, but you know, it, it, it still gets that audience. If you're like into the whole sci-fi, you know, uh, per, uh, you know, genre of movies, uh, they they did a good, stupid job of it. It's funny. It's stupid. But it's a tornado with freaking sharks. Oh, put that right beside it is atomic shark. That is really stupid. Yep. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I just don't know how to put sharks with tornadoes and I, I, I just can't do it. I well, can't do it. Chris, you actually you can actually see the last bit of uh, Jaws in that movie too. Like the, the entire queue line of Jaws for one for one last time in the movie. And uh, it, br- it brought back that memory, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's uh, it's Jaws, all right, not bad. 
So it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I think the one movie that I can watch over and over. It's a great movie, uh, starring one of my favorite uh, comedian actors, uh, Mr. Damon Wayans. Uh, Major Pain. I can watch that movie over oh, and pain. over. Yes. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. All right. In the words, uh, in the words of Major Pains, all right, you maggots, you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Let's jump into it. Here we go. Uh, let me go ahead and. Oh, that's the news. I don't want the news. I want this. Here we go. On August sixth, on August sixth, nineteen sixty-one, the Flying Saucers attraction opened up at Disneyland's Tomorrowland. The guests controlled the crafts, which float on powerful jets of air by leaning to one side to the other uh the saucers float just inches above sixteen thousand square feet arena so it's like they're uh, uh this attraction was actually over by uh uh where buzz lightyear was like this is back in 19 this is back in 1961 so imagine what buzz lightyear is now this was the very first, you know, attraction where you can fly these little mini saucers about yay big and just hovers like this on the ground. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and on And also the last and final one is this. On August 6th, 1965, Disneyland hosts an invitation only showing of its new park attraction, Great Moments with, with Mr. Lincoln. And that there's is, a classic right there. That is a huge classic. It's a great, you guys can check that attraction out on YouTube and uh, streaming, you know, actually only on YouTube. But uh, gentlemen, if you guys are ready, uh, you guys are ready to play the uh, celebrity birthday game. I'm going to pause you for a minute there, Remy. Like, I'm just looking at the, some of those images of the flying saucers, and they're basically the attraction still exists, but it's over at DCS Luigi's. Yep. Mm hmm. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is, sir. Mm. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Happy birthday! Happy birthday today to uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, she she plays a mother in the uh, The Conjuring, and she also was one of the girl. She was uh, Leonardo and uh, uh, Matt Damon's uh, girlfriend in the, uh, the The Departed. Mm. So really? happy. You mean Ben Affleck is Matt Damon was not in the department. Yeah, he was Matt. Oh, no, wait, no, no, not Ben Affleck. Yeah, you're right, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're both in the Departed. Yeah, Ben Affleck was in a whole different movie, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so happy birthday today to Miss Vera. How old is uh, Vera? I don't want to uh, butcher butcher her last name, but I'm gonna. I, I guess I did it anyways. So yeah, uh, happy birthday, to, happy birthday to Vera today. How old is uh, Miss Vera today? We'll start with I, uh, I couldn't tell you, uh, Jared. Forty-five. All right, forty-five for Jared and Chris. Forty-two. Oh, she is forty-eight years old today. So we're gonna give those points to Mr. Jared. Uh, all right, Jared. Happy birthday today to this film director, M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. 50. 50 for Jared and Chris. 45. 
Uh, he is four. He is fifty-one years old today. Jared is in the lead. Look at that. Uh, happy birthday! Happy birthday today to Mister from the San Antonio Spurs, David Robinson. The Admiral. The, the Admiral. Admiral. Yeah. Which uh, I, I guess our Facebook listeners uh, doesn't know who the Admiral is. So uh, yeah. Well, this this generation, I probably wouldn't know who he is. Maybe some do, but I don't think there's anyone. some. Yeah, but uh, our generation would. Our yes, our generation will know who who the admiral 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 is. If I say that, they're like, "Oh, that's David Robinson." I'm like, "Well, no, duh." <laughs> so how how old is Mr. David Robinson today? Sixty four. Sixty four for Jared and Chris. I'm gonna give him fifty five. Well, Chris, you're one year off, sir. He is fifty six years old today. Mm. So my dangerous co-host will get those points. And finally, uh, Chris, happy birthday today to Miss Catherine Hicks. She played the mother on uh, Seventh Heaven. Oh, God, i never seen that show. Yeah, I, I, it was one of the shows I, I, I kind of knew, so I'm like, eh. But I know the actress in that in that, in that uh You can that go show. with Jared first on that one. All right, Jared, happy birthday today to Miss Catherine Hicks. How old is Catherine Hicks today? I don't know. Uh, Chris? And 60? Yeah. She's 70 years old today. 70. Okay. So it was a draw today. Uh, I'm kind of upset that it was a draw. Because I have no more birthdays to give out, so it's okay. But uh, I mean, there's there's more, but that's the ones that you picked out. That's the ones I picked out because they people kind of know who these guys were. So, but especially uh, M Night Shyamalan. I mean, he's a man. He's a fantastic director. Like he is one of the craziest directors. I'm actually gonna uh, pull up his information real quick so you guys can uh, uh, can be like can be like, oh damn, he was in he was in those movies. Yes, he was in those. He did directed those movies. So let's see. Uh, uh, he made his uh, directorial debut in 1992 uh, with his first movie, Praying with Anger. Uh, he did his comedy drama, Wide Awake, in 1998. Uh, he also his most well received uh, well received films, including uh, the supernatural thriller The Sixth Sense. So he did that movie. Uh, he also did a superhero thriller called um, The Unbreakable in 2000. Uh, Signs. Uh, and also he did... Uh, yeah, those those are some of the movies that I can... Oh, Lady, Lady in the Water, uh, The Happening, The Last Airbender, uh, Avatar... Uh, yeah, Avatar's Last Airbender, uh, After Earth. And he, he did pretty much uh, Split. That was a good... That was a freaky, freaky movie and all i had to say is that i will totally watch that movie again because it starred uh the actor who played uh dr xavius uh in the the new uh x-men movies uh i don't know i can't i don't recall his uh his name but uh he's in that movie and he plays this uh uh this psycho uh this psych who's in that movie and it was actually really really good oh and also glass which is another 
movie that stars Mr. Samuel Samuel L. Jackson in that movie, and th- that movie was kind of creepy. If you guys uh, if you guys ask me, uh, uh, that would be James McAvoy. James McAvoy, thank you, sir. Yes, uh, that that actor right there. So uh, I can uh, can't explain myself any any much longer. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. But uh, when we come back, guys, do not go. We're, when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh, what's going on at the uh, the Disney theme parks. Yes, we do have some Halloween horror nights uh, updates for everybody to check up on. Uh, my dangerous coach has your sports updates, and he's going to talk about Star Wars with us for a little bit uh, because a certain a certain hotel is opening up over by the uh, the Disney's Hollywood uh, theme park, and uh, it's called Star Wars Star Cruiser Hotel. So uh, anyway, anyway, do not go anywhere. Uh, you're listening to Remy's Roundtable streaming on all podcasting platforms. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Remy's Roundtable right here on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. We have over 100 episodes, and uh, if you guys like our Friday night episode, which is Remy's Roundtable, check out Tuesday night's episode, and it's called Diz Journey, where we talk about everything that has to do with Disney. So welcome back, everybody. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and no, guys, uh, my dangerous co-host is not joining me tonight because, uh, you know, I kind of want to do a one-on-one interview, which I haven't done in a while. I just want to, you know, get my uh, chops, you know, back in motion again. But guys, if you have heard this intro way too many times, I've played this months and months and months. So take a listen. Take a listen to this. It's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five minute professor. That's right, guys. I am going to do my one on one interview with the one, the only, the five minute professor. How are you doing tonight, professor? Well, I'm grateful there's only one of me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I think everyone should be grateful for that. And is and grateful for one uh, Remy's roundtable. So that's a uh, huge plus. <laughs> so, Professor, when I uh, created 
Renny's Roundtable, I talked it over, you know, with my parents and I'm like, hey, I'm going to change the name uh, from my original podcast, which was called Goof Duck Adventures, where I just talk about, you know, Disney and everything that has to do with, you know, the theme parks. But well, I talked to my mom and she goes, you know what, Remy's Roundtable, that sounds, you know, it sounds good. It sounds really good, but it makes a great restaurant name. So I'm like, well, you know what? I, I, I do love food. I do, granted, but my round table with my whole name on it, Remy's Round Table as a restaurant, eh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, it, it's not out of the question. The problem is that I think that it's more and more going to be associated with Disney because of the Remy from uh, Ratatouille. Yes, which I just found out that uh, um, sooner or later, uh, the guests who are going to be at Disney are going to actually have uh, an opportunity opportunity to check it out before it has its grand opening. So that's going to be pretty cool to do all the, to do all the pre you know the pre technical rehearsals of the attractions to make sure it's running properly. If it breaks down, it breaks down. But hey, you get a free fast pass when you get off the ride. So that's that's what happens at Disney. So <laughs> one of my favorite things about this attraction, and one of the things which I don't think about a lot, is that. There are other places in the world other than Central Florida for Disney to try things out. Mm -hmm. And we're not the first Ratatouille ride. You know, it's it, they started it in Paris. That's right. So did we take their uh did did the uh, Disney Imagineers who worked on that attraction came to Florida and say, hey, you know, this might be a good fit for Epcot instead of being actually in the Magic Kingdom uh, park. I don't know. You know, I think you and I have talked before about the really great behind-the-scenes Disney yes. episodes that are available on Disney+. Plus. And I think that when they do something which is a replication of an existing attraction, they mm -hmm. don't always bring the same Imagineers that did the original project. And I think that some of the Imagineers don't like it when they're doing somebody else's project. So their job is not to imagine something new, right. to replicate. And I, and I don't think that replication is the same. And I don't think it's as insight, uh, as exciting. And I don't think that it brings as much adrenaline to the game right. as when you're coming up with something new. I think like for our guests, like who wants that adrenaline rush I mean, we have Bush Gardens, we have Universal, we have SeaWorld. SeaWorld has like pretty much good top-notch roller coasters in their theme parks, and they're already they're already making another uh, roller coaster right by the uh, Wild Arctic attraction. So that's gonna be another plus, a huge plus for uh, SeaWorld when uh, Icebreaker roller coaster comes out to the uh, to the public, and I think it's gonna be a huge adrenaline rush for the uh, for the guests out there well when you talk about adrenaline rushes and and theme park rides i think it's different than it is for someone who's a creative somebody who comes up with new ideas mm -hmm. and one of the things which i it never even occurred to me quite honestly until i was watching these things on disney plus was that when they're making something new it's exciting for these people oh yeah and when they're when they're making another version of it to be in Tokyo or to be in Singapore or to be in Paris, it's not it's not the same because it's not new. 
and sometimes they make changes, but not always. <laughs> I mean, did you, did you see the 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 last episode of uh, on uh, Behind the Attraction where the last episode was Space Mountain? Did you see the their first their first concept of yeah how they're gonna build two roller coasters on top of the Space Mountain structure? I'm like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool, but. Can somebody explain to me how they're going to put two coasters on top of a huge mountain? You know what? And and this is one of the things which I enjoy. And and it's what I enjoy about a lot of the magic of of movies and especially of the Disney theme park. I don't need to know. I don't. There are things I want to understand your thought process. I want to know start to finish how you did it. I don't need to know how dinosaur works. I don't. I just like the ride. I don't need to know how how you came up with it. It's neat to learn some of the background stuff, but I don't need to know the mechanics of how it works. And I never in my life need to see an attraction with the lights on inside ever. Under no circumstances do I ever need to be out of the ride, wandering around inside. Mm -hmm. That will not make my life better. So I had the experience of riding uh, Space Mountain with the lights on. And let me tell you, man, it was... That's going to be terrifying. It blew my mind. I'm like, what? This this is not Space Mountain now. This is like the lights on of, of a different attraction, but... They, they when they when the lights are off of that of Space Mountain, it changes the atmosphere drastically, uh, dramatically. And I'm like, okay, now this is scary for uh, a kid who's like five, seven years old to go on this attraction. But if a kid who's set uh, six or seven years old riding Space Mountain the lights on, they're like, oh, it's not that scary at all. Okay. <laughs> I know, Remy. You probably have a, a have questions that you have prepared. Yes, to ask. I do. Yes. So we can go to that, but before that, I want to tell you something that I'm super interested in seeing the new version of. And that is? Splash Mountain. I want to know what they do. I want to see it. I'm I'm intrigued beyond belief. I think think it was a good ride Mm -hmm. all along. I love the flume part of it. That whatever it is, four-story drop. But I'm interested in what they're doing now and getting away from the the whole the the, the song of the south story yeah. which is not as problematic as people make it out to be. I, I don't know how familiar you are with the original film The Song of the South because Disney has been embarrassed by it, but the story itself is it's not about slavery, it's post-slavery and yeah. and and it's it's not as bad as people make it out to be, right. but it, people have made it out to be bad, and and sometimes perception is reality, and that's, that's the true. With that I re- I really think it was, I think it was a great film. I saw it once, and I'm like, all right, Briar Fox. You got I'm sorry, Briar Rabbit. You got Briar Fox. You got the old school guy, like the old you know villains of Splash Mountain. I'm like, okay, that's it. Kind of scared me a little bit, but then I'm like, oh, you know what? This is actually a good a good film to watch with with the kids. I mean, but. I didn't, I didn't see any problems at all with, with the whole slavery, racism, you know, the whole... But, but, but the, the, I think that if what you get in your head is that it's an old slave telling the story, and he's telling old slave stories. There's no yeah. ways about that. But this is a 
free man living living on his own post slavery mm-hmm. but i think that that gets chewed up a little bit in the story and i think perception is reality he's a slave but he he isn't in the story he may have been he may have been but um but he isn't in the story very true all right professor i got questions right, i'm ready i got ready. questions i want to ask you and uh, i've been want to ask you these questions because you and i we met met with each other back uh when uh, i want to say like four or five years ago because we were at the poker we were at a poker tournament mm-hmm. at uh the Orlando science center and of course i met you before that when uh face the file was happening at universal studios city walk at the groove and i would right. i went there every single time do you remember what do you remember what i, what I asked you when i when you and i first met at uh face the file at universal city walk that will be no i do not Okay, I asked you, I said, are you really the five-minute professor? And then I asked you, are you a real professor? Did you work Do you work at UCF? Well, that's an interesting question in light of the fact that your father is what we in the business call a real professor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not a real professor. And would you like, would you like something which is, I think, to a lot of people surprising? Yes, it is surprising. I have completed a semester of college. Really? Yes, I I would have been the first college graduate in my family, but instead I am not a college graduate in my family. My next younger brother, who completed a double major in three years and is quite possibly a better student than I am. No, I take that back definitely a better student than i am possibly smarter than me <laughs> <laughs> but you have you have so much knowledge that's I, in your head when you were doing you know your your lecture for nine years on the the phillips file you get you got so like so many topics that you, you like jim asked you to pick and you say oh you know what okay i'm gonna make it I'll make it interesting but when it came to the quiz you're like all right you know what screw it i'm gonna make it hard on these guys to see how well they know their knowledge mm-hmm. well and the original idea i'll let you know that 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 came out of a couple of different incarnations but the original idea was that i would tell you about things and then i would quiz you about the same thing so it was it was literally five minutes of lecture Mm-hmm. And then a quiz about that same topic, but things which I hadn't taught you. And they sucked so bad. Oh my God. And instead, what we did was I did a lecture about all the stuff which I'd found out about until Jim said to stop and it's time for the quiz. And then I had a quiz which started and ended with the topic. But in the middle, I had some questions which were on purpose easier. Jeez. Uh, what was the what was the one lecture that you could not stand doing on the show. I I was asked a couple of times to do lectures about people who were alive. I don't like doing lectures about people who are alive because there's no historical perspective. So right. everything you have is stories about people while they're alive and that's it's news. I I hate the news. I do I too. <laughs> because the news is an incomplete thought process. Uh, some of the magazine shows on the weekends give you more background, more insight. Um, mm-hmm. But news, especially in the last 30 years, news has been about 
getting information out as quickly as possible and not being super interested in whether or not it's right. I want to know not just whether it's right, but I want to get some historical perspective. I want to have what else is going around that made this be the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. I disliked every lecture I did about someone who was alive. Yeah, that's I, I that's why I like I asked you like what kind of topics like should we talk about on you know the program and I'm like you know what it's a, there's a couple of things I do want to know like I think our next lecture this like our lecture this month I don't know why I picked it I said sunflower seeds just yeah. sunflower seeds because I, I want to know more about like where do these crops come from like where can we get you know these sunflower seeds from and where you know. Uh, where they originate from and you know I mean there's a lot of things that people want to know about like sunflower seeds okay what's I mean people eat when you them, say there's you know. a lot of things that people want to talk about N- no one else Remy uh, you <laughs> and eventually me that's it that's that it. the length and the breadth of who's interested in this topic exactly just the two of but you know what this is one of the things my favorite topics mm-hmm. when I was on the Phillips file were topics which Jim was genuinely interested in right because jim wanted to talk about it so a great topic was something which jim already knew stuff about for us to talk about because he already had a pool of knowledge about it so he was genuinely interested when we talked about military history and military strategy jim loved that stuff and it was fun because it wasn't just me telling him things he didn't know or didn't know if he was even interested in. It was great when I talked with someone who knew things that I didn't know and I knew things that he didn't know. That's what makes that bit fun. Mm -hmm. It's not fun for me if I'm the only one who knows things. It just isn't. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what your first program was on the uh, on the file? Like your very Absolutely. first topic. It, it was my pitch topic, which was this was my pitch topic. It was I believe that we can learn half of the U.S. presidents in five minutes, and I sincerely believe that that's true. And it's a part of the basis of who the character of the five minute professor is. The character is not exactly me but it's really, really close. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you see, do you think you can bring back, uh, well, not bring back, but uh, uh, I know you guys, you guys did a phenomenal job of on what the Dickens at the French Fest. Yes. Uh, do you think we can see a five minute, five minute professor show at the French Fest? Uh, maybe, maybe not. This is something which, um, One of the things which we did at the Orlando Fringe with What the Dickens, which will be live at the, well, live, it'll be recorded at the Vancouver Fringe in uh, September 9th to the 19th. We're part of the Vancouver Fringe as well, but it's our recording uh, of our show. And because they have no international acts at the Vancouver Fringe. But one of the lines was about theater critics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I somewhat reveled in that line. However, something which Matt Palm said about my my first show, and I actually have one of my favorite things in the world is this particular thing. It is a pencil. Jim Phillips always said that he wanted to have a pencil that would be something he could give away, and he never <laughs> had pencils. 
I had pencils for the five-minute show from the uh, Phil's file on Thursdays at 104.1 at the Yellow Venue in 2011 at the Orlando Fringe. So 2011? 2011. That's Holy cow. So I did a show. I did a, a five-minute professor show at the Orlando Fringe in 2011. And Matt Palm said, and quite honestly, I agree with him, it's not something which translates from radio to theater if you will because what i did on my show was i did three different lectures that i had done in the past and then the quiz that's what i did that's how i filled an hour i did three lectures and i did the quizzes that went with the lectures and it wasn't great I, it was fun to do uh my son eric made a uh, powerpoint presentation okay on the screen and essentially heckled my show um while i was doing it which made it fun for the people that were there but that didn't translate i don't think i'll do that again i don't know if we'll do something that's even like what we did the last time again but i i love doing the fringe and we'll probably do something again but it won't be the five minute professor i would love to see you know a montage of the phillips file like have jim moira jack and the, the rest of the crew come back and do one last show at the French Fest, and then bring back, you know, like bring yourself, bring uh, uh, who else is uh, bring Scott Maxwell, you know, and you know, bring all those characters back on the show and say, hey guys, this is our last and final show. Here is Jim Phillips and the Phillips File, and then at live at French. I mean, I can totally see that happening. That is something that Jim would have to want to do, right? Which, and and Jim, I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be in charge of convincing Jim that's a good idea. <laughs> um, that 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 is way more work than I'm willing to put in. Oh yeah, um, because Jim would have to think it's a good idea. I have not heard, I have not heard from Jim. Uh, I know he's done some things. I know he's done some things with Tom and Dan. So right. he's not he's not hiding. But I don't know if if he wants to go out and and do more work or not. I just don't know if he does. I mean, he he loves being retired, and he he yeah. wants to keep working on his tractors, and uh, sooner sooner or later, just have it have his own farm and uh, be a cowboy. You know, I mean, that's that's Jim Phillips right there for you guys, Professor. I got some last questions I want to ask you. Now, this is, this comes from one of my favorite interviewers. Uh, I watch uh, behind the actor's studio, and I love James Lipton. So I got the James Lipton questions where I ask let's all. See our... the, let's see if you get the pacing down. I'll wait. All right, here we go, Professor. <laughs> what is your favorite word? My favorite word is probably antepenultimate. What the heck does that mean? It's A-N-T-E penultimate. And it is not the last thing in a line. That's the ultimate. Not the penultimate thing in a list. That is the thing before last. It is the thing before the thing that is next to last. It is the third from the end, anti penultimate. Holy cow! Okay, I just learned something. And, <laughs> and I used that in 2011 at the Orlando Fringe. And <laughs> John Didana, who is a professor at Rollins College, who was one of my son's professors, came to the show because Eric was a student that he enjoyed. Right. John Madonna does a uh, a show called Phantomagor Phantasmagoria, which you, you may have heard, but he does Phantasmagoria. And Eric has written original pieces for that show. 
And um, John has said publicly that he knows the word antepenultimate because he came to the Five Minute Professor show at the Yellow Venue in 2011. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, what is what is your least favorite word? I'm going to give a uh, somewhat pedestrian answer. Okay. No. No. I dislike the word no. I dislike the concept of no. I like, I'm sorry I can't. I'm sorry that we're going to have to do something different. I dislike no because no has a level of finality to it mm -hmm. that I dislike. What sound, what sound or noise do you love? I would say the sound that I, I love the sound of my coffee maker coming up to speed because oh. it it kind of rumbles and I love I love having a cup of coffee first thing in the morning and I love the sound that my coffee maker makes when it's getting ready mm -hmm. possibly more than the sound that little gasp that it makes at the end when it's done which is that's yes. <laughs> I think that's everybody's favorite. Okay, that but, is, but but I good. like I like the noise that it makes as it's getting ready. It's kind of a rumbling noise, and it seems like it's way more work than should be going on to to turn on an electronic device or an electrical device. It's really working, and I hear it boiling, and it it is visceral, and I love it. What sound or noise? What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, the, all right, this is a uh, an unusual answer, maybe. I don't know. All right. I don't hate things. You don't hate things I, at I, all. I don't hate things. I, there's, there's nothing which I say, I mean, people don't like the sound of chalk on a chalkboard, and I don't like that. But there's nothing which, at this point in my life, and I have to say that this is something which I've come to, but the very first thought that goes on my goes on in my mind when someone's making a noise which i find annoying or i dislike what is it about this noise which they like i want to try and understand it okay I, I used to work with a guy who loved to make noise with his flip flops loved it, it. flip flops like like flapping it around on the ground and like so the place which i worked was a giant open room enormous imagine a room that could hold 160 people working right this is the size of this room it is huge until you see it it is almost unfathomably large but he would you could hear him from outside of this room with his flip-flops on oh my gosh and he loved it now i didn't enjoy that but i didn't hate it but I found it annoying. Yeah. So that might be the noise which cl comes closest to something which I hate, but um, he unexpectedly passed away over the summer. Oh. And um, several of us were flip-flops to his memorial service because we assumed that's what he would have wanted. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, what, is your favorite, what is your favorite curse word? Um, I do not curse. So as a result, my favorite curse word is Fothermucker. <laughs> now, having said that, if you saw my show, I say a variation of that word. Yes, you do. I don't enjoy. 
I don't like that word. But I love Fothermucker because first of all, if if you curse regularly, it requires concentration. Yes. It does not require any concentration for me because it's the way I'm going to say it. It's Fothermucker. That's so funny. <laughs> and a great and a great team name too. It would be a fine team name. Uh what prof- Fothermuckers. But yes. <laughs> Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'll tell you what, if I could do anything in the world and it's, it's adjacent to what I do, I have, and I don't, I I think at this point in my life, it's probably not something which is attainable. I would love to find myself in a position where I could do play by play baseball. I perfect for that. Love baseball. I love baseball. I can't do color commentary because I never played the game. I think somebody who played the game is great for color commentary. Mm-hmm. But I believe I would enjoy doing play-by-play for baseball. I think my voice is probably too nasally and not traditional enough to do mm-hmm. big market teams. But, you know, maybe the Twins. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your... Uh... What, what profession would would you not like to do? Um, what profession would I not like to do? Uh, I am probably too old and too sedentary and too physically inept to do real, actual physical labor, construction work. Yeah. I don't think I'd be good at it. I don't think anyone would be happy with me there. And I'd want to tell stories and that would be inappropriate. i would be supposed to be doing work and not doing it actual physical labor real honest to goodness work i enjoy doing it avocationally exclusively i wouldn't want to have to do real work (laughs) and fine professor the last question where james lipton always asks his guests if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates we've been expecting you <laughs> that's that's good <laughs> all right professor uh thank you so much for doing this uh please let our let our audience know where can everybody, where can everybody check you out social media and uh what, what what do you guys have uh coming next on your both of your programs all right so uh number one the first thing which I would suggest to absolutely every single person, every single where, is um, to come up with an alter ego, which is not exactly you, but which you have no problem promoting. I have one of those. It's called The Five Minute Professor. The Five Minute Professor is available on Facebook. He's available on YouTube, The Five Minute Professor, where I have over 200 videos, several of them interesting. And uh, I do a show on Wednesday nights, a live on Facebook, which you can watch anytime you want but it's called between two chairs it's with moira from the phyllis file and ben paris who is also a friend of mine ex- outside of of what i've done before but they are the the democratic and the republican chairs of seminole county so as a result i am friends with two political party chairs in a pivotal county in florida we do this show called between two chairs on Wednesday nights and uh, Thursday nights, I do a show of my wife called uh, The Lady and the Professor. I am not the lady. And uh, <laughs> we do that show on Thursday night and it's pretty much 
an hour, hour and 15 minutes of me being put in my place. So if you'd enjoy that sort of thing, and who wouldn't, um, that's what we do on uh, Thursday nights. And, guys, and I have a live show uh, on uh, Tuesday nights at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. That's right, guys. Uh, please check out the professor's uh, Facebook page, his uh, YouTube channels. Go out, and if you guys are in the Central Florida area, please go out to his live trivia shows. You guys do not want to miss it. It's fun. It's uh, you guys do get some prizes. I just want to say that, and uh, you do. You guys will enjoy some half-off pizza at Post Time Lounge and Cafe on Tuesday night. So check him out. And uh, once again, Professor, thank you so much for doing this one-on-one interview. And uh, we'll hope to see you. Uh, well, actually, this month for our uh, sunflower seed uh, lecture and quiz. Right, that's next week, right? Yeah. Next week or the week after, right? We can do uh, we can do it next week. That's actually not a problem. We actually do it, definitely do it next week. All right. Next week, we'll talk sunflower seeds on Remy's Roundtable. Thank you very much, Remy. My pleasure. Guys, do not go anywhere. When we come back, Chris and I are going to wrap up the program with your theme park updates and uh, let let you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable on all podcasting platforms. We'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. Check myself and Chris out on the Diz Journey podcast. That's where Remy from Remy's Roundtable and Joe and Alex from the Diz His podcast. We all get together and talk about our love for Disney. That's every Tuesday night at 830 on the Diz His Twitch channel. Check us out. Hey guys, it's Remy here from uh, Remy's Roundtable. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our program. Uh, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, which is uh, Pom Pom, over by the Bumby Plaza. The address is 67 North Bumby Avenue, Orlando, Florida, 32803. Uh, you guys can give them a call at 407-894-0865. And of course, guys, if you guys would like to check out their menu, please Head on over to pompomsteahouse.com for the menu. And for bonus, guys, if you mention Remy's Roundtable, you guys will get a 15% off discount off of your meal. So once again, guys, that is Pom Poms over by the Milk District area, Bumby Avenue, located in the Bumby Plaza. And now, guys, back to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, ayy What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean
Discretion is advised. Welcome back, everybody, to another Friday episode of Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, yes, guys, we're going to talk about uh, some of our favorite Disney attractions, you know, our uh, universal attractions. And of course, we got updates on Star Wars, sports, and uh, letting you guys know what's going to be happening at Halloween Horror Nights this year. And uh, I just want to mention something before we uh, jump into it. Uh, Yes, yeah, so uh, I had a uh, interview uh, last night with the uh, Five Minute Professor from Real Radio One Hundred Four Point One. He was on the Phillips file for nine years, so uh, this that interview will be posted on this episode today. So welcome back, everybody. So welcome back, everybody. You guys know me. My name is Remy, and with me, as always, is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Good morning, everybody. And of course, guys, uh, we have our local listener, our local follower. Uh, guys, please give a warm welcome. Well, more uh, a warm welcome back to Jared. What's going on, man? You had a botched that. I did. I I bushed it, man. I uh, I bushed it pretty bad. So <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, Chris, last night, uh, the five-minute professor was a was a huge successful hit, and uh, he does he does say uh, uh, hello to you, sir, and uh, he's gonna see us uh, next week on via Zoom for our lecture and quiz on sunflower seeds. Nice, very nice. So yeah, guys, it's gonna be a fun little episode with the uh, five-minute professor next week, and uh, yeah, I I can't. Chris and I try to think of uh, different items we want we want to learn on, like more history. Uh, so I think that well, this this uh, month is sunflower seeds. Next month we'll figure something out. But uh, if you guys are watching watching us live on Facebook, uh, please uh, give us some of your inputs. We want to know what you guys want us to learn more on uh, with the five minute professor from Real Radio one hundred four point one on. Uh, we want to get your guys uh feedback so if you guys are ready i am ready when you are when you guys are for some updates are you guys ready mm-hmm. all right uh new blue cupcakes have arrived at disney's animal kingdom and it will cost cost you guys only six bucks for this uh this cupcake is actually a uh, banana foster cupcake and it actually looks really good uh, three three hotels near the Disney theme parks will be auctioned off on site, and they are Lake Cecile Inn, Star Motel, and of course the Palm Lakefront Resort. In the in the words of our uh, Disney uh, fanatic uh, Dane, if he's uh, watching this or if he's listening to this, he pretty much said this. He pretty much said these words on Diz Journey on Tuesday, and he says. Man, that's fuck you money right there. It is. <laughs> I agree with him. It is. It is. 
<laughs> I totally agree with him, man. He says, "I would not. I cannot stop laughing when he said that." He goes, "Oh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much fuck you money." I'm like, "Oh well, well damn, damn, Dane, what the hell, man?" <laughs> it's a twist of the mind. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Tokyo Tokyo Disney extends their park hours, and also their uh, there will be an alcohol suspension through August 31st. Now through August 31st, Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea will operate only from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they have yes, they have suspended all of their alcohol sales for the time being. Uh, Catalina's Catalina Eddie's has reopened at Disney's Hollywood Studios.、Uh, all four Walt Disney World theme parks will get park hour extensions.、Uh, for the Magic Kingdom, on August 15th, they'll be operating from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m.、Uh, at Epcot on October 1st through the 9th,、uh, they'll be operating from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Hollywood Studios will be on on September 15th. They will be operating from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and of course,、uh, Animal Kingdom on August 15th and the 21st. They will be operating from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m.、Uh, some Disney Imagineers have confirmed when Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will be opening, and they are aiming for spring of 2020. Two, so right now、uh, I think it's a good time for us to go ahead and do some Star Wars、uh, news updates. So Chris, what you got for us, man? So as of now, we are looking at a new looks, new pictures from the set of the Book of Boba Fett is bound to be released this December on Disney Plus. There's a little bit of setback, a pushback for Mandalorian season three. So we're not. They're they they're projecting to be、uh, releasing it by this December, but now because they're saying Book of Boba Fett's coming out in December, and having to have the Mandalorian come out too, so they're kind of picking and choosing as to what they want to release first. So they kind of overstated it that Book of Boba Fett will be the first one to come out, and they're kind of pushing for Mandalorian to be out. By next year, so 2022. So did you see, did, Chris? Did you see the、uh, the pricing for the、uh, the star the star cruiser? I did.、Uh, hotel. I did. So it's, out, it's outlandishly expensive. It's <laughs> yes, it's expensive, and I got the I got the pricing right here. If I can pull it up real quick,、uh, yes. So for two guests, two guests per cabin is thirteen. Hundred dollars, thirteen hundred dollars. Well, here's what I got. It says Disney World, based on Hotel Galactic Star Cruise, is essentially a cruise ship with set in space. We know that, and partake in every activity for an incredible three-day event to shell out to at least six thousand dollars. Six thousand dollars. Good God. For two nights, the hotel, which opens in spring of 2022, is billed by Disney as a revolutionary new two-night experience. So, and reservations are booked. They're all booked so, already. So, anybody who's trying to get in, 
you're you're gonna be waiting for a long time that so, is crazy that is so freaking crazy so the company revealed sample sample cabin rates for the hotel on wednesday oh for boy a two night stay it cost four thousand eight hundred nine dollars for two guests good in god five thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars for three guests two adults one child and five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars for four guests three adults i'm sorry for four guests three adults one child so what does six thousand dollars get you into space so here we go according to disney that pricing covers an ongoing immersed and interactive entertainment say what now it covers ongoing immersive and interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience so okay. therefore your meals excluding alcohol and admission to disney's hollywood studios the home of star wars theme land galaxy's edge okay what about uh is there i heard that there was an add-on where uh guests can actually go from uh star wars galaxy edge to this uh resort just don't know how they're gonna make it over there. Do you know what they what they said? That, there? No, that they haven't revealed that. And mm. I don't. And from what I'm reading here, it doesn't say anything about that. It doesn't. Well, that's what I. I mean, that's what I heard. And uh, I think they're coming up with a uh, a new transportation for these guys who are staying at the uh, Star Wars Galactic uh, Star Cruiser Hotel. So it's gonna be pretty awesome, you know, to check out, you know, what it's gonna be you know what's going to look like for these guests and uh, i'm actually excited because uh i really want to i really want to check it out i really do like i really well, want to like, see this hotel i i do too but for six thousand dollars it's gonna have to wait it's gonna have to wait indeed yeah, i mean chris well, i mean chris you gotta save six thousand i'll save up six thousand and we'll go to the we'll stay at the resort man and be geeky nerds and we'll say yes we're at the star war we're in space so Come at us, Darth Vader. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's see here. What I what I have so, here. So Lounge, Lounge Fly, which is like the the brand that Disney has for like women's backpacks and accessories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're revealing as of now, I believe, for the newest Disney collection coming soon to spookiest time of the year. So they're revealing the Halloween line collection. Oh wow. Alrighty, so just so, so just in time for just in time for uh, Boo Bash, right? right? Okay. Uh, new, oh wow! Uh, new Back to the Future merchandise has arrived at Universal Studios. So they came up with they came up with new uh, merch for uh, Back to the Future. So that's not that's not bad. Uh, mask masks are required once again for all indoor locations at Universal Studios and also on the Disney property. Nothing has been nothing has been said yet about SeaWorld, Legoland, and of course Bush Gardens. But we will keep everybody posted uh, right here on Remy's Roundtable and also on uh, Diz Journey. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on what is going on uh, with the mask. Uh, protocol at the theme parks as we speak uh you minute, what's up so uh i so on my uh discord uh i actually just got an 
thing that's saying that Disney just just announced the collections for the 50th anniversary. Oh wow! So the we got one, two. So we got four collections um, coming. Actually, scratch that. We got five collections coming in October, all for the 50th. No shit. So we got the, the first one is called the Celebration Collection. Oh, okay. Uh, the second one's called the Disney Castle Collection, which would naturally, uh, it's Americans focus on Cinderella Castle for that one. Uh, the third one's called the Vault Collection. Okay. So this one's hit rewind with a super found assortment of retro themed treasures inspired by the Walt Disney archives. So maybe that brings some of the old classic back. Um, the third, the fourth one is called Ear, Iridescent Collection. Hmm. Super, so, um, so that looks like a little bit. Oh, that's the Mickey Ear. That's the Mickey Ear Collection. Okay. And the last one's called the Looks Logo. So it's a new brand of clothing. So some interesting stuff coming for the 50th. Yeah, it's gonna be a huge, great celebration. Uh, Universal Universal right now is hiring over 2,000 applicants to fill positions for their Halloween event, Halloween Horror Nights. Guests will be able to ride Remy's Ratatouille adventure before October 1st, which I think is great because these guests, in the park will be able to check out this attra- this attraction before it opens up to the public so pretty much what that says is that they're gonna be doing soft openings they're gonna be doing you know tentacle rehearsals make sure the ride is working properly and uh and i hope our audience will be able to check it out and uh i'm, I'm pretty sure i'll be able to check it out too just don't know when i'll be able to check it out in the next time frame so uh you guys will be able to uh, check out the videos right there as well legoland legoland florida has announced pepe pig theme park attractions are coming to their location which i don't know what the hell this pepe pig is so uh forgive me i don't know what this this show this kid show is all about so uh uh if this this is a good fit for you for uh, i'm sorry a good fit for legoland then Cool. This is a great fit for their uh, that theme park as we speak. The Born Stuntacular is now accepting Universal Express Pass. So a buddy of mine sent me a uh, uh, he sent me a photograph of the uh, the the Born Stuntacular logo of the uh, uh, of the show, uh, and on the right on the right side you had the regular the i'm sorry on the right side you have the regular regular entrance and then on the left side you have uh you have the express you have the express line which is pretty freaking cool so now everybody can use their express passes for the stunt tag for the born stunt tackler show actually remy i've actually done seen the born, uh, born stunt spectacular when i do it when i saw it it's actually reversed when i when i uh, went um, the left entrance to the left that was actually for the regular, and the right was for that for the express passes. Oh, okay, so I had a mistake. I am so sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, 
the right the left side is for the regular entrance and the right side is for the express pass so okay chris and i we saw the uh the the born stump tackler when we went to uh universal studios and uh mr uh mr megatron what did you what did you think of what did you think about uh the born stump tackler show it's cool i liked it yeah it's, it's kind of like it puts it to a 90 percent authentic to the movies pretty much it does and i mean now now i really want to i really want to watch you know the uh uh the born the born series all over again because i think it's a great uh franchise and everybody likes uh matt Matt damon matt damon apparently so (laughs) yeah uh let's see what we got here uh so i'm not gonna talk about this uh, this news because it's not really news but uh uh or this one as well or that one because we're talking about it but a delicious chocolate bunt cake has arrived at cosmic rays starlight cafe at the magic kingdom so it's a uh, just a small little bunt cake you cut it down the middle and you have overflowing chocolate all over the plate and it looks delicious uh disney disney is resuming uh selling their annual passes for walt disney world later on in August, before their 50th anniversary, so that means uh, passes are annual. Annual passes are going to be up in the air for our listeners. Uh, Disney will be Disney will be including an excessive no-show rule in new Magic Key program. This membership program will have four tiers, all which uh, all which will have different benefits including numbers of theme park reservations that can be made at any given time. Disney has also noted that all guests, no matter which Magic Key tier they ha- they choose, will be subject to the excessive no-show clause. The number of theme park reservations that may be held at a time during a booking window is dependent on pass type and is subject to the availability and other rules and restrictions, including excessive no-show rules. Disney has not confirmed what exactly how many no-show chances guests will get before they will face consequences. Uh, the Magic Key Pass will be valid at both Disneyland and Disneyland California Adventure. The Magic Key the Magic Key includes four options, four tier options from four hundred dollars to fourteen hundred dollars that is that that is a lot so what what i'm getting is from this uh excessive uh no show rule is that let's say for example uh if chris and i go to let's say for example uh if chris and i had had a reservation to uh, the California Grill at the uh, Contemporary Resort. Now, if we don't show up for our reservation, then I we get a warning of some sort from the Disney app or from the Disney of higher above and say, hey, this is your first warning. The next time it will happen, you will not be able to use your uh, Disney Magic King for the time being for a certain amount of days or a certain amount of months. Who knows? But it's like what Disney, Disney said, what they posted. Uh, they did not give, give us that much information on what we can, uh, uh, 
what's what I'm looking for that we can, you know, I'm, try, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> Go ahead, think it. Well, I'm trying to, but I'm trying to think what I said. So I guess what Disney, Disney is saying is that uh, if you don't show up for your your reservation, yes, you will get a warning of some sort. So that's pretty much what they're what they're saying. So in other words, show up for your freaking you show up for your freaking you know reservations so uh, basic so here's another news for disney which i'm happy about this because my in-laws are disney club vacation members so disney vacation club preview dates for remy's ratatouille adventures are september 5th 17th and the 20th and eligible members with stay on those dates have been contacted with registration information all so, right I'll be seeing it first. Now, Disney, where's my, where are my royalties? That's what I want to know. Where are they? Yeah, I think that <laughs> my in-laws made reservations for the 20th that we're going to go in September to see it. Oh, cool, man. That's like an uh, early birthday for me to go see. Right? That's pretty That's pretty dope, man. It is. It uh, is. Guys, I have a list of the top 10 best Disney rides that has great storylines. You guys, want to, you guys want to take a guess on what rides I'm talking about? Why don't you just give us the list? Because I know you have it in front of you. I do. So, okay. guys, the this so this list is uh, best Disney rides that has great, I'm talking about great storylines for their attractions. And that is the Nightmare Experience at Disney's Hong Kong. Uh, you got Sinbad's Storybook. Voyage in Tokyo Disney Sea, Mickey and the Magician at Disneyland Paris, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye at uh, Anaheim, California, uh, Journey to the Journey to the Center of the Earth at Tokyo Disney Sea, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disney's Hollywood Studios here in Florida, uh, Cinderella Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour at Tokyo Disneyland, uh, and if, we got the Mystic Manor at Shanghai Disney, the Haunted Mansion, of course, that's all over the Disney theme parks, and of course, Phantom Manor, which is also uh, over by the, uh, I think it's in either in Paris or Hong Kong, wherever, which one is over there. Phantom? I'm sorry? Phantom Manor? Yeah, the Phantom Manor. Do you know which the- Disney theme parks that's located? Paris. Paris. All right, I was right. Disneyland Paris. Uh, res- reservations are now available for transportation service replacing Disney's Magical Express. So what this means, guys, is uh, let's say, for example, if uh, Chris and I would like to uh, book a flight. All right. I'm, I'm making this as a, as a prime example. Uh, if Chris and I took a, a flight, we book our we buy our seat for uh, for the plane. It's pretty much what they're doing for this new Disney Magical Experience, which is not called that anymore. So it's a new paying, you're paying for your seats on the bus in order for you to go to the Disney resorts here in Florida. So, which makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, why are they charging people for their seats on a freaking bus? You know, Chris, do you have any, Chris, do you have, any uh, do you have an input on that? Not really. Not really. Not really. No. no. All right. Uh, new magic. New Magic Kingdom park map adds prof- adds 
profanity rules for all Walt Disney World theme parks. So yes, guys, there are going to be profanity rules now at the uh, the theme parks, and they'll be located on your park map. Disney Dining Plan will be returning soon with prepaid meals. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, Chris and Jared, I have I have a list of the best food items to snack on at Universal Studios. Now, you guys been there way too many times. I've been there way too many times. I used to work there, so. So, All three of us worked there. Yeah, all three of us did work there. So do you guys want to take a guess on what what are the best uh, food items to snack on at uh, Universal Studios? Why not? What is it? Take take a guess. Like, give me some snack items you guys will snack on out there. Well, there's turkey legs, there's churros, there's pretzels, there's corn dogs, there's they still have it funnel cakes. All right, so none none of those items you mentioned are on this list. It doesn't matter about the list. The list is irrelevant. Yes, it is. (laughs) That's a that's a that's a list that somebody made up. Oh yeah, but I I, I kind of agree on them on some of these. So we had the uh, the lard the lard lad donut in Springfield. Oh, the giant pink donut. The giant pink donut, yes. Which, by the way, they're twenty five hundred calories. Go on. Good God, that's a lot of calories, it's, it's a, man. I I don't I don't know what's more dangerous, the giant pink donut or the donuts you get from Voodoo Donuts. Okay, those little donuts are vegan, so they count and they are amazing. Some of them are gluten-free, so... That's true, yeah. Uh, We also have the uh, Flaming Mo drink, which is a great... They they consider that as a snack, really? Yeah. Okay. But I don't see it as an edible snack. That's a drinking snack. It's a drinking snack, yes. Uh, We have the green eggs and ham uh, tots. They're they're, uh, tater tots, which is pretty good. Uh, we have open. Uh, we have butterbeer, butterbeer ice cream. We got butterbeer, uh, fire whiskey, fish and chips, uh, Waturi, Waturi fusion ice cream that's over by uh, Volcano Bay, uh, espresso buzz milkshake, which is at two sums. Uh, you have the prime time fillet and lobster roll, and of course, you have the deliciosos pizza. So it's actually not bad. Uh, well, wow, that, that list is so mm-mm. vague, right? No. no, that list is just that. That's somebody's favorite list, and they say that they have it as the best places to go. Yeah, uh-huh. no, thank you, no. Uh, so, well, no, some some of those are like I can't agree. Others mm-hmm. like where where is your mindset to even think that? Like I can think of a whole bunch of. Oh better, yeah, better locations like and Universal to wipe out that list. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard that um, <clears throat> that new crepe location right at the corner, right there by across from most. I hear that's pretty good. It is really good, man. I can I I can put my foot on that, and it tastes delicious. I enjoy it so much. It tastes really spot on it tastes really good uh walt disney world walt disney world railroad was doing test runs earlier yesterday morning so now that's a sign where uh guests will be able to ride the train 
once again on Main Street USA at the Magic Kingdom here in Florida. And there's pictures of it. it oh, yeah. yeah. Now on sale, Halloween Horror Nights Rush of Fear multi-night tickets for just $130. And Universal has also announced a brand new haunted house that is based on the Horror Nights icons. And it's called HHN Icons Captured. And this in this house, you'll meet Jack the Clown, the storyteller, the caretaker, and many more all in one house for the very first time. As you reach, as you search for escape, you'll encounter tormented victims as well as each icon's demonic super fans. So that's gonna be an awesome house and I cannot wait to check it out once it, uh, once it uh, opens to the public at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. On August, yep, it's going to be very popular, and that line, that line is going to be huge. Uh, Universal on on August thirty first, Universal Universal team members will have the chance to check out Universal's Halloween Horror Nights event before the massive crowds show up. Team members preview night will be held from seven p.m. until one o'clock in the morning. Uh, Cruise Cups, uh, Cruise Cup Lounge reopens back up at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. So I have a guys, I have a list of seven Disney possible pro new project movies that will be based on their theme park attractions. So they're already they're already talking about making a brand new Tower of Terror uh, movie that's going to be starring. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in this in this movie, uh, a Space Mountain movie, a, a brand new Haunted Mansion movie, a movie that's based on Big Thunder Mountain, The yeah. Hill, The Hill, The Enchanted Tiki Room, and finally, It's a Small World. I don't know how they're gonna put Scarlett Johansson on a movie when she is suing Disney. I know. That, I, I know. No, that's that's not gonna fly. No. And finally, and finally, for your theme park updates, new show elements have been added for Disney's Animal Kingdom new show, new night show, Kite Tales. So that is it for your theme park updates. Uh, Florida has reported a twenty thousand COVID cases outbreak, a single day, which is just reached a single day state record. So. Uh, guys, I know we just now we're bringing back the mask mandate. So I hope you guys are wearing your face coverings and uh, just stay protective as best as you can. Uh, Parliament House. The Parliament House has, uh, has, has just found their new location. And it's going to be off of South Orange Avenue. Three major, three major cruise lines are restarting sales from North American ports. And they are the World Caribbean. Uh, Celebrity Cruise, and of course the Carnival Cruise Line. They're looking to restart on September 16th. Orlando Hawaiian Inspired Restaurant, the 808, will be will be celebrating their grand opening this Sunday. This grand opening will only be held from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. The 808 restaurant is located in the Thornton Park area. 
Orlando Burger Week is back. This event will start on August 11th through the 25th. Perla's Pizza, right next door to the Thirsty Topher, has temporarily closed and they will expect to reopen on August 9th under a new name but the same tasty pizza. Uh, more information will be updated soon. And finally, and finally, Orlando Orlando's Holy Land Experience has been sold to Advent Advent Health for five million dollars. So that is, you know, that's something to uh, to look into. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do to it, but uh, we'll give you guys more updates right here on Remy's Roundtable and of course on Diz Journey. So now we got for anybody who's visiting Orlando. Mm-hmm. Every year, Orlando, and I participated in this event when I worked at Capitol Grill. So Orlando's very own magical dining, August 27th through October 3rd. Yes. And you get to experience any restaurant that's out there that participate will have a special set menu. Oh yeah, a, a reasonable price for like, let's say, I'm gonna use Capital Grill for instance. Capital Grill is not cheap to eat; it's expensive. Nope. But everything at Capital Grill is a la carte. But however, with this special menu, you can get a super salad of your choice, a entree with a side, and a dessert for a whopping $39 per person. When all of that a la carte, you're looking at about maybe $65, $70, give or take, so. Chris, that is a a steal, and I would totally do it, man. You you can go visit the Orlando's website, which I'm about to give, is visitorlandosmagicalnights.com, and it will give you the listings of all the Orlando restaurants that are participating in this event and even yet some restaurants in disney springs do participate in this magical dining experience well thank you thank you so much uh chris for that for that update for the magical dining month and dining month and uh <coughs> i cannot wait to check it out and of course guys you know myself and my dangerous co-hosts we're definitely doing that uh through august what was it what were the dates again chris the dates is august 27th through october 3rd 38 delicious days. It's your chance to enjoy three course prefixed dinners at any restaurant on the list of your choice. So there you guys have it. And that's where Chris and I will be. Uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant had more 60 point games than Michael Jordan and LeBron James combined. So yes, guys, Kobe Bryant was my, uh, was one of my favorite NBA players to look, uh, to look up to while uh, he was on Lakers, but uh, he inspired me to play basketball for a while, and uh, that's pretty interesting that he had more 60-point games than MJ and, of course, LeBron James. So, wow. <laughs> Toys, or, Toys R Us website is officially live again. So that's huge news for Toys R Us. And finally, guys, for your last update, Star Wars announced a new R2-D2 Tamagotchi that will only cost 
$20 and is set to arrive on November 11th. And I am going to get that once it comes out to the public. And uh, it's going to be a great, you know, uh, a great little toy to have again because I used to collect these when I was... Uh, when I was in my in my prime my prime days, I had like four of them. So there was like a uh, a Pokemon version, a Disney version, a Dragon Ball Z version, and uh, it was, you know what, it was pretty cool to to check out. So I would like to get that once again. Uh, way to give it. We would like to give a shout out to our sponsor uh, for this program. A huge shout out to Pom Poms, located 67 North Bumby Avenue. If you guys want to check out their menu, please just go to pompomteahouse.com and uh, I recommend for our audience to check out or enjoy the colossal peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is out of this world. I cannot say how much I love that sandwich, but it will fill your belly up. And uh, eventually, and hopefully um, next month, Chris and I will do a live recording from uh, pom poms once again if, once we get everything set up and ready to go chris is there, is there anything you want to add before we take off you want to uh, mention your, your your brand new podcast so ladies and gentlemen for those of you that keep hearing about studio 21 yes yeah, studio 21 as i said before i wanted to do it and start it on october this year right around when the world series is going to start but due to late to towards the end of the season i figured and my wife was one to suggest is just starting with spring training so starting in 2022 february 17th pitchers and catchers world report and this guy right here for studio 21 will be starting his new baseball podcast that will include the following it'll cover all the american league national league action it'll cover all of the minor leagues of all teams It'll cover the NCAA baseballs out there. It'll cover the Caribbean series and Caribbean baseball and also internationally. So for those of you who are baseball goers and they love baseball and hot dogs and apple pie and Chevrolet, this is the show that you want to see. If you have players that you keep up with, teams that you keep up with, I will be informing you of everything and everybody of all 30 major league clubs out there all right chris well thank you so much for that for that update and uh guys will uh you know what i think it's a good time for us to get on out of here because i got stuff i gotta take care of how about you guys you guys ready to get on out of here yeah i got i gotta do something so yeah <laughs> all right here we go Well, guys, that is it for our program. We had to give, once again, a shout out to Pom Poms over by the Milk District area, located 67 North Bumby Avenue in that beautiful Bumby Plaza area. Uh, guys, please check out that uh, that uh, colossal peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I hope you guys enjoy it. On behalf of Chris and Jared, guys, my name is Remy. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Remy's Roundtable, right, streaming on all podcasting platforms. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Until then, take care.
Remember, the Force will be with you, always.